0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash improvnoise. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Titles such as The Best of Second City, featuring the best sketches in Second City history, and Bossy Bands, Tina Fey's autobiography, narrated by Tina Fey herself. This is Improv Noise.
1: And in order to get started, we need a suggestion of something you can't do. Hey, guys, we have Will Hines today. Check it out.
2: What I really want to
1: ask you is... If you're watching an improv scene, or you're doing an improv scene, mm-hmm. and if there's one fundamental thing that you want to be there,
2: can you synthesize that into one thing? If I'm watching an improv scene, the one thing I want to be there? Uh, well, connectedness, just to know that they're paying attention to each other, that they're going to notice things about each other. It's very frustrating when like, when I see like newer improv groups, younger improv groups, and they're doing a show and they're kind of nervous about it. Yeah. They'll step out, and the first person will start to talk, and the second person is so, like, hyped up to, like, be good and help out that halfway through the first sentence, they'll start talking. They'll make a guess over what it's going to be and <laughs> and make a big decision based on it and start saying that decision. Like, the first person won't be done talking at it. They'll just have finished, and it feels uh, – that always gives you that feeling of, like, oh, this is going to be bad. Like, they're not even going to notice – each other do anything and I'm going to, and me and everybody in the audience will notice everything. And we are therefore way ahead of them and it's boring. Mm-hmm. So the number one, not that they're, you know, they're, it's from a well-intentioned place and w- we all do it, but it's really common with newer groups. Yeah. really common with the first scene of a show. So like, I just want to have a sense that connectedness, like they are looking in at a each place other. where they can like notice each other really fully. Mm-hmm. Just listen, I mean, listen to each other is really what it is, but we got to give it a grander term because just saying, listen, people under-prioritize it. they like, yeah, I'm listening. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> way big, way, way more than you are. Yeah. I think a lot of newer groups, any, any group would be helped, but I think more seasoned groups do it automatically. Mm-hmm. We just to make sure the second line of your show, of your scene, almost doesn't do anything. All your second line should be just like letting the first person know that you heard them. Mm-hmm. The second line of the show, right? Like... There's lots of exceptions to this if the first line is something really simple and the people know each other and they kind of know. Right. But, like, most of the time, you are kind of like paving the first road of the show. It's so like, just pave it really solidly. Okay. Right? So, I have a hypothetical for you. Uh huh. You are performing
1: for the first time with somebody. Okay. And you don't know them outside of this. Right. And they step forward and say a line. if you don't really know them, what can you look for or b- what what aspects of uh besides listening and seeing like what things do you look for?
2: uh Well, I'm gonna uh I'm doing a show someone I don't know them another first line. So my first uh you know, I wanna like yes them and not really and like just kind of yes just confirm back to them whatever they said. Right. Uh so I'm looking for tone. Like if they have any kind of on purpose tone, I'm going to match it to let them know I noticed it, right? So if they're doing like gosh, you know, the sky sure is pretty like some kind of fake old-timey Americana thing, then I'm going to do that. Um if they're real naturalistic, like just normal talking, like kind of gazing, sort of just like early 20s dude speak, then I'll just do that. tone. So match tone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, any specific information they said, I'll just like confirm it somehow, even if I just have to restate it. I'll do that a lot with somebody new, like blatantly just restate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it gets a laugh because it's a weird thing to do. Yeah. But my purpose is just to let them know, it's like, okay, I got you. Like, if they say <laughs> yeah. something cryptic, like, if, they'll, if they're if they making a big move, and they're like, huh, both shoes on, if they do something like that, <laughs> I mean, that, that'd be pretty weird. Nobody would really do something that weird. But well, I guess,
1: well I'm guess i pretty sure I've seen something similar I to mean, that. I've seen
2: everything. Like, it's that's not a common doing improv for the first time with a stranger line. Most people would give you something, oh, okay, whatever, if they said both shoes on. Mm-hmm. Then all I'm going to do there, I'll give you something, huh, both shoes on, huh? Right, (laughs) so the tone is like... Suspicious and skeptical and it's this cryptic thing so I'm just going to match that tone and restate I'll be like yep that's right wow that's like just got them both
1: agreeing it seems like
2: I've,
0: ever, I've referred to that in the past as yes Harding." something like I yeah. coined that, that's stupid I didn't coin anything but like uh, when I've seen that before it's like just I think restating you I haven't yeah. heard that I have <laughs> I not heard, heard that, that either yes Harding. it's not necessarily adding information it's just restating information that's been presented as a way to clarify yeah I'm not going to yes. move
2: fast because we're still trying to lock into each other Like, I'm not going to do, like, a big, you know, that's right, I took the heroin from your mom, and uh, now she's dead. Like, I'm not going to do any kind of, like, big twist. Mm -hmm. I got to, like, just lock down that person's thing. It's really just, like, yeah, let them know that it's, like, just, can you hear me now, yes, kind of move. Yeah. Verizon guy, sort of. Stuff. I'm gonna call it Verizon. Verizon guy, guy. You're gonna call it Yes Harding. Yeah. Just, no no will no, what the hell you're talking about. They're gonna sound crazy. <laughs> yeah. I go Verizon guy. They'll be like, "That we get."
0: Yes Harding sounds like a former chief of staff or something like yeah, that. Sounds that like like yeah, sounds like Warren Harding's love child. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: uh yeah uh on that we're seated here with will hines uh the wonderful will hines uh, former academic supervisor of mm-hmm. the ucb training center that's right longtime member of the wonderful weekend team the stepfathers the legendary yep. weekend team the stepfathers very
2: legendary
0: <laughs> quite legendary yeah uh, and also former uh teams the herald teams include uh, 1985 yep uh monkey dick Yep, God bless you. And then, uh, <laughs> then I see Game Face and Primal Bias.
2: Game Face was a sketch, sketch group. Team. And Primal Bias was an uh, yeah, improv indie. Group, indie group.
0: You was you and, and your brother, then Gavin Spieler. Yeah, me right? and Kevin Hines, Gavin yeah.
2: Spieler, Dave Lombard, Kevin Craig, uh Eric Tenoy, and Sylvia Ozil was on the team for a long time, although she kept like taking herself off and then putting herself back on. <laughs>
0: so on and off.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, um, is that where the term, I've, uh, <laughs> being a nerd and looking at stuff online, the term getting cracked came from?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: He coined that term. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did not coin I think maybe you coined that or your brother coined that, something like that.
2: Yeah, one of us. <laughs> uh, I think that was, um, so Kevin Craig was on the team. Kevin Craig, an improviser, is on the Baldwins at the pit mm-hmm. and uh, does stuff at the Magnet. I think he teaches at the pit and he performs at the Magnet and think, the pit. I think cool. he's on
0: uh, Junior Varsity, I think,
2: at the Magnet. Team. Yeah, that's so right. Cool. And he used to be on this Herald team called Filth at the ECB. He came up with my brother, to classes at the same time. We were all friends. And he's uh, Sylvia's uh, boyfriend, Sylvia, who's a member of the Stepfathers. So I've known him a long time. Yeah, so we were on this indie team, Primal Bias. And there was an improv show called The Project that was run by this guy, Terry Jin, hmm. where he would pick people and ask them to make teams. And then they would all like, play in a rotation at this weekly show. Cool. He asked my brother to make a team. My brother made Primal Bias. And so we would, we loved Kevin Craig, and Kevin Craig had just sort I don't know, he just like a, a way about him where he would do a kind of like surprise move that felt like a gotcha. <laughs> I mean, we were forcing this term, cragged. But we would be watching <laughs> Kevin when he was in other sets, and we just were delighted by him. And whenever he would do just like a really funny movie, he'd be like, oh, you got cragged. <laughs> I mean, it was sort of just a put a lot of attention on this kind of shy sweet man was fun he's also very funny Hmm. a specific but then it kind of evolved and specifically what cragged is is when you like kind of like turn it on the person in a surprising way
1: Mm, so if it's like uh someone steps downstage and is doing space work like they're hanging clothes on a laundry line and someone steps in and says
2: uh doctor are the x-rays ready no no no, it's not quite as much of a dick move as that. That, that, that. that is what it sounded like I was describing. This is more of a Craig move. Like, Kevin Craig will be a police chief. This is the classic cragged. This is the example we give. This, I think, this might have been where it was born. Yeah. Craig was a police chief. No, Craig was a criminal being interrogated by a policeman. I was the policeman. And I was like, it's like a, something like, we don't got any evidence on you but I need you to cooperate with me and I promise this will go easier. He's like, great. Like, just totally naive. Like, yeah, sounds great. And I was like, you were at the murder. What did you see? And he's like, oh, I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) well, no, that's not the crag. The crag, and I was just like, okay. This is some sort of improv stuff. And I was like, no, listen, I don't know if you're being cagey. I don't know if you really didn't see anything, but for your own good, you need to say something. And he'd be like, and he'd be like, uh, I don't think, I don't remember, just like, you know maybe there was trouble i don't remember and i'd be like maybe you remember huh well i don't know what to do with that and then he was like well you can go now and i was like all right like just in the rhythm of the conversation when he went you can go now i was like okay and i started to leave and i was like no no wait i'm the police <laughs> you don't tell me when i can go that was being cragged like he just sort of charmed me into forgetting what my role was kind of oh okay that's funny i don't know it's some just sort of like he's just so guileless and charming that he'll say something and it just, I don't know, and you'll, like, lose status or something like that. Interesting. It's hard for me to say it. I just know that when it happens. it's So Kevin I... Craig did something really funny and it surprises you. You just go, you got cracked. <laughs> It's example of like a unique improv power that someone has yeah it's right? like he's yeah. using his charm to bend reality
0: <laughs> it's not really something maybe you probably can't really teach that it's not like no. you can teach people to crack other people right or there's a example a lot of players have their powers you can't really teach it just comes with them and yeah you of can't
2: them. teach Gemberling's mischief right yeah he just has it he's allowed to have it no one else has it <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely yeah. you can't yeah. just decide to have it or Zach Wood's like perfect essay constructing ability Oh yeah <laughs> yeah the way
0: yeah the way you construct sentences and yeah it's incredible
1: craziness well i kind of want to uh take it back to um what you were talking about with um uh connecting i believe was the term you used right yeah connectedness Connectingness. would you uh would you m- not ma- would you like place that idea next to the idea of
2: just basic agreeance of what's happening on stage yeah okay it's, Agreement, it is yes. just if you do it right it's simple It should be no big deal at all to just be like getting on the same page, right? But nerves or something causes people to yeah. They deprioritize. Everyone prioritizes the quality of the idea they're saying. Mm -hmm. What is this going to be about? What is the funny thing that's going to happen? Right. Everybody, the audience is looking for that. What was that scene about? The people on stage are looking for that. It is important. It is, but like it's second priority, to how uh, how well. You're just, like, listening to each other. So, yeah, it is just basic agreement. But, it, like I say, people don't... If you say that, people just kind of shrug it off. Like, yeah, 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 we're agreeing. Right. Because they are, technically. People will rarely ever, like, really deny each other in a big way. Yeah. The thing they're is just, every- like... They're not really, like, fully, like, sort of dancing together or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the term listening is a really loaded term. It can be dissected a lot of different ways, I think. Like, as far as listening, I think that includes inflection. That includes their body shape, you know? Right.
2: Active listening is a term that the UCB use a lot. Maybe everyone does. But I know that certainly when they were teaching, they would always say active listening. Hmm. It's like fully absorbing the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Nonverbal cues, context. And if you're doing it right, it is easy. Like, it shouldn't... It's one of those weird things where it doesn't have... The more you do this, the simpler it gets. Right. Um but I've seen I've seen it a lot. I think it's the kind of thing where like if two people step out and one of the, one of, and let's say there's two chairs, right? Okay. Two people step out and then person A like instead of sitting in the chair kind of like puts his hand on the back of it and kind of leans forward and like tips his head down and looks up under his eyebrows and he's kind of like giving like a come hither sort of look or whatever and the other person doesn't notice it just notices that he came out and stood by a chair and so he Mm -hmm. says something that fits with a guy standing by a chair and he's just like "Uh, thank you waiter yes I'll have this and Mm -hmm. the audience is going to laugh because you missed Mm -hmm. the way he was looking at you right and now you're fighting uphill (laughs) because you didn't notice the audience noticed something you didn't
1: right You you
2: did a surface listening, but you didn't catch the intent. Now you're you're kind of, I really, that scene would be bad. I can almost Mm. promise you. Mm.
1: What if it's an active choice to, is is there such a thing as an active choice to not like pay attention? Like if you
2: see it and you disregard it on purpose? Yeah, exactly. I think that's fine.
1: Okay. But you have to, you have to
2: see it. Yeah. If you notice it and you decide, screw it, I'm going to mess with that person. Right. Deliberately. I think that's totally fine. Okay, cool. Then that's just listening and reacting.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But that that middle ground of like uh, not not respond or um, it being offered just not responding to it and going with another sort of maybe um, muddy watered sort of response before you could find something else. That's sort of bad play. Yeah, If you
2: notice it and don't react to it at all, it's bad. If you like notice it and ignore it or delay it. You're like, well, I'll deal with that later. That's kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you got to use the whole part of the buffalo. I mean, if he does a come, whatever the most important part is, Mm -hmm. you probably, I mean, now that I think about it, you can't respond to everything that's in an issue. Like, you're not going to respond with confirming the who, what, where, confirming the come, hither, look, confirming the chairs, like whatever the most noticeable thing is. Mm -hmm. And in the the situation I'm describing, I'm imagining being pretty noticeable that this person comes out and does a come, hither, look. Yeah. So if you notice that and don't respond to it, it'd be weird. It would just be like somebody being like, uh, yeah. Then when I was 14, I murdered my whole family. And you'd be like, oh, what did you do for your birthday that year? It's like, wait, did you hear what I said? <laughs> are you, why are you not asking me? Because <laughs> so, that's the most obvious thing to the
1: audience happening. And so if someone does come out with a strong like, intention, yeah. and uh, you, let's say, instead decide to establish uh, the who, the what, or the where, it may not, that, that may not be as good of an agreement or that may not be as good of building because the most obvious thing to the audience was not addressed.
2: Yeah, you didn't speak to the heart of the
1: last thing. Right. And so when when you are building like that, is it is it important to you that that thing is addressed first and we we move with that as as quickly as
2: possible? Uh yeah. I mean there's you know if you saw it and you choose to just put it in your pocket and not address it right away and wait, that could work. Mm-hmm. But I mean, these hypotheticals always get you into trouble in improv because there's always going to be some example that like, invalidates it. But in general, you'd be, I'd say like 90% of the time, respond very directly to the most interesting thing of the last thing said always. Right. That will be the most interesting scene. Mm-hmm. Do not wait because it's too hard. Then you just, you've dealt with it. Otherwise, you're accumulating work to do later, and it's harder to, like, get to it. Right. The simplest matter is to respond directly. My brother and I are definitely both players like that. Somebody Mm -hmm. says to us, hey, do me a favor. Don't be such a jerk. Guaranteed next line will be a jerk thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I'm going to confirm that I'm a jerk immediately. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, you guys do not play coy at all. You're very upfront.
2: Yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I've never... uh, It almost always is fun. Don't be a jerk. Fuck you and your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd be, fuck you and your fat mother. <laughs> Sorry, you have the same mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not <laughs> our characters.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny because you can put yourself into being kind of the villainous role, which means all your motivations are really selfish, and that's always funny.
2: Yeah, but I wouldn't even be thinking about it. I would just be like, oh, I was told to be a jerk. I have to be a jerk immediately. <laughs> yeah.
1: Call yeah. and response. So how that's like a call and response. So if someone get, said, uh if we can keep going with that example, you're being a jerk is the first line. Yeah, and then fuck you and your fat mother is the second line. Right. What would be an example of just like yesing it without maybe like heightening it?
0: You
2: mean yes harding it? Yes, yes harding oh, okay. it. Yes, Hardy Burger. Or Verizon Wireless. So you're Verizon saying the line Wireless. I just gave you wasn't doing that? It no, it was, and then I feel like it was like
1: it went above and beyond. So. <laughs> it
2: went too much? Yeah, exactly. Well a smaller version of it would just be like uh, hey, quippy is such a jerk, I mean, like, <laughs> maybe that yeah
0: I, I think I agree the, the, the fuck, fuck you and your fat mother, I think that 's just hard because you 're not establishing uh, who you are to each other, where you are yet you 're only right. establishing a simple thing of he what he already said you mm-hmm. the 're a jerk, and then response i 'm a jerk all. but then, then
2: I am giving him something The probably the strongest response is to make fat mother important because it 's such a specific. Then mm-hmm. the, the third line would probably be like, Hey, that's a low blow. You know, she's got a pituitary
0: disorder or something yeah. like that. Yeah.
2: It's like she's getting your stomach stapled, all right? There's no need to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Like that should not just be like an offhanded comment. The next person should make it that that means something. Because mm-hmm. that was the most interesting part of what I just said, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't have to uh, hypothesize, uh, hypothesize the whole scene. But then maybe. Well, let's uh, do it. <laughs> and then, so, like.
2: Hey man, laugh. She's got her stomach stapled, okay? So now we're agreeing that she was fat. It is a concern to them. They're trying to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Then I would respond to stomach stapling. Right. And I'd be like, that fat, lazy bitch will somehow psychologically undo that stomach staple. She'll be the first person to get twice as fat after having her stomach stapled. She can get fat with no stomach. I would do that. And then my instinct for line five would then be to
0: contextualize uh, kind of who you are or where we are. Yeah, then I would
2: try to like make this whole thing a little bit more whole and have it be less over the place. Like, look, you know, you're running this fat farm. Right. So there's no reason for <laughs> right. you to be this right. aggressive with her. Yeah. Like, we came here hoping for a supportive environment. <laughs> and and then, be like, this is supportive, you fucking dickhead. Yeah. You're, you're a failure. Like, I would instantly be not supportive. Right. But then try to come up with a philosophy of how this is the best way to lose weight that shame is the fastest way to lose weight
0: that's a justification because you're yeah
2: yeah. the time is to, to yeah, define yeah, your it all up. and now for the rest of the show I'm going to be shaming people into getting better and it'll probably work nice <laughs> <Right. All right. laughs> yeah, yeah and that's that's a show
1: that comes <laughs> from uh, the very first line of you're being a jerk and you play that for all yeah th- you just hard
0: it with one, a Verizon guy it. You can't with make one, it happen <laughs> by just you guy, it, yeah. it. You for, yeah. really are, dude. <laughs> I'm saying both. You're Verizon guy it, slash, you just harding it, with, with one <laughs> additional thing, which just came very organically, and that's, that popped, and then that has to be a thing. You can't leave that be because that's something personal between the two characters that exists. And then it's also a clue into rubbing deeper into the uh, said like person's pattern yeah, of yeah, Like,
2: you're looking for... Chances to make stuff important, mm-hmm. to decide that it mattered, you know, uh, make it... And then you're looking for chances to simplify stuff to, like, you, you know, you want as few loose ends as possible so it's easier to do. So if the Fat Mother comment was not arbitrary but was pointed, we retroactively make that a pointed comment. And now I'm a loose end, so now I have... To, and, then, and then if we can make everybody mentioned a central character... Like, the killer should never be somebody we've never met. The killer should be somebody that's in the show. Like, the, all the main characters should be in the show early. They just don't know their main characters yet. Hmm. So, like, you know, it starts off with us talking about shoe tying. And then later, if we discover through other improv means that, you know, the sky is falling because a satellite has been sabotaged. One of the guys tying their shoes was the dude that sabotaged it. Just because it's easier. It Mm. tends to be more powerful theatrically, and it's easier.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like if you didn't have the killer in the the show, I'd feel almost like cheated as an audience member.
2: Yeah, you would. That is a common thing, though. Well, here's way off topic. But you know uh, Mm Spider-Man? Have you heard of the superhero (laughs) Spider-Man?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he, the, he's in a he's in Broadway musical. I do. That's, yeah. right. that's right. He's a star of a Broadway musical. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, he's great. Just like the, uh, a lot of other stars of Broadway musicals. Uh, uh, that
0: guy from Up, Up and Away, that Superman guy, that Broadway musical from the 70s. That's right. That's right.
2: right. Yeah. That was really good. Um, Rocky. Rocky, another star of a Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, T.S. Eliot, the guy who wrote that Broadway musical <laughs> right. uh, in the 80s is really good. Yeah. Um, So Spider-Man's original artist and co-creator is a guy named Steve Ditko. He co-wrote and drew all the original Spider-Man issues. And one of the big villains of Spider-Man was the Green Goblin, still today. One One of the 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 coolest, by the way. One of the coolest, yeah. And so as Ditko was getting towards the end of his run, he drew like 36 issues, I think. The first 36 issues plus annuals. Uh. He was getting into a fight with Marvel over owning rights to the character, having intellectual property, because he saw that the character was going to make all this money. And the company's like, no, you signed a contract. We're never going to give it to you, which they never did. Mm -hmm. And so he was going to leave. And they were getting close to deciding who the Green Goblin was. It was like a storyline in the comic. What's the identity of of the Green Goblin? And Stan Lee (coughs) wanted it to be. Someone that was already in the story, which ended up, that was true, it ended up being uh, Harry Osborn's father, Norman Osborn, who was a character, that, that is who the Green Goblin is, and that was a character that was introduced in the story already, but Steve Ditko really wanted to be just somebody they'd never met, just like a complete nobody, I don't know why, it's like, it was a bad story instinct, you know, he's a yeah. good artist, and a good character designer, and almost like a good cinematographer, but that's a dumb story strategy. Mm-hmm. And I've actually heard in a lot of collaborations I've done, there generally is somebody who always wants that.
1: Hmm. Let's
2: have it be something out of nowhere, <laughs> and that never is satisfying. It's it always a yeah, that always, cop out. It always yeah.
0: pisses me off. Like watching like uh, say an episode of Monk or something, where the whole time is supposed to be someone from the beginning. Every now and then they'll twist you, and it'll be someone you've never knew or heard of. And I think it feels it's like oh, it's cheap. too
2: obvious to make it somebody yeah. that we've seen. But it's like, but that is. Our little human being desire is to have it all be a neat little package, yeah. a cool little riddle that fit. We don't want it to be something that was... I remember this old Scooby-Doo TV show where it was like, they catch the villain, they catch the guy doing the ghost, and they've got him, And you know, it's like, oh, if it wasn't for you meddling kids, I would have got away with it. And they're explaining how they did it. I bet you my brother would remember this. <laughs> and one of them goes, well, you remember we found these pieces of paper outside that old carnival ride. They're like, yeah. Well, then later we found these other pieces of paper and it had his <laughs> name on it. <laughs> and that you never had seen them find those other pieces of paper. And it's just like, that's the most... <laughs> scooby is already bullshit, and now it's double bullshit.
0: And the Harlem Globetrotters are probably there as yeah, well. Yeah, hey man. Probably. <laughs> well, that's probably a product of them. Like, we need 30 episodes next week, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Start yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. There's another quick example, too. There's this uh, Once Upon a Time in China, which is one of Jet Li's big movies from like the early 90s. Like a Chinese epic. I saw it. Yeah, the, the, the really the first one. There was three. The, the first, the first one. one. I never saw the second or the third. Okay. What really pissed me <laughs> off about that was that the main bad guy wasn't introduced until. Like later towards the second half of the movie, yeah, right. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he was like all of a sudden, like there was this whole story of, of him. The defending American his, the, um It was the other martial arts master. Oh, right, remember? right, right. Yes he, yes, he just randomly beat someone up three quarters into the movie. He was this great master, and then he was the big bad guy yeah. at the end. And I'm just like, who is that guy? <laughs> Who's that person? Yeah. Like, why does that matter? And yeah, it just it lowered uneven. the state. was Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Doesn't feel satisfying.
1: So I'd actually like to tie that to the ideas of connecting, like. Connecting. Not in the connection in the sense that you you stated in the beginning of this, but like uh, making connections at the end of a herald or at the end of a set. Uh, yeah. And how how you kind of have to use everything that you you made. You know, it'd be kind of unfair to have a yeah, third. Yeah, it's cooler beat. if you do. It's so much cooler. And it's fun for the audience as well.
2: But I guess uh, maybe a practical way to approach this when you're doing it is just like, at about the two-thirds mark, don't add anything new to your show. Yeah. no more. Maybe more even halfway, villain. but definitely two-thirds. No new characters, no new anything. You can only use what you've got out there. Anything right. new now is going to really feel dumb.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, after, it'd be like after the second group game in a Herald, but just like two-thirds. Like now you can only use the toys you've created. Yeah. Um, then it forces you to connect stuff. I'll also say there's a
0: balance there. I know going through the classes and things like that, I remember in 301, the biggest thing for me is like connections, connections. What's a connection? Like I couldn't, it was very, it was impossible for me to make connections. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something clicked and I got super connection heavy and happy. I could make connections everywhere. And just throwing right everything thrown yeah. And then I started doing them like in the second beats and things like that. And I got way too early with that and way too right, many right. connections up top. Yeah. So yeah.
1: what is, what's, what, in your mind, what's like an organic connection compared to what's like just a forced connection? Like I have a fireman character and I have a ninja turtle and I'm just gonna throw them in the scene together Yeah, versus something that will organically make sense or to have a th- common No, I don't
2: ground. Know. I, uh, I mean I know it when I see it um, probably a forced one is where they are just completely arbitrary and don't have anything to really do with each other and you're really stretching it
1: so it's like the ninja turtle at a salad bar and yeah we had a scene
2: about a ninja turtle we had a scene about a salad bar so now the ninja Turtle's there and Eating there's no real re- reason <laughs> uh, that's a forced connection yeah although it still isn't bad it still feels like something uh, there's a reason why bad TV shows and bad movies have those happen it's like well it's better than nothing it's we'll, just, gave, we'll <laughs> give you something it does kind of feel like the show's ending now yeah but
1: I definitely wouldn't like black out on being like cowabunga dudes yeah. let's eat some salad
2: you wouldn't
0: want to you probably would I mean <laughs> That's an example in the improv set where it's one of your least favorite Scooby-Doo episodes you wrote. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I write a lot of episodes. Some are great. But this yeah. is one of the ones I'm not super proud yeah. of. But
2: it had to happen. Remember I mean, that one with the pieces of paper? God, why do, we, <laughs> why do we have those pieces of paper just show up?
0: Yeah, I think the stepfathers kills it when it comes to organic connections. So. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Cause I see st- I, get, I get an opportunity to see, see them every Friday and because um, I intern at the theater. And like I'm always amazed. I'm like, man, they were, I think last I think last week was a really good example of that. Like everything really connected really nicely. Right? Yeah, I can't remember any specifics. I'm trying to think. I tried. It was either last week, the week before. Or like the connections were incredible. I'm just like, man, everything's fitting perfectly. <laughs> uh, the one last yeah, Friday was the museum that you guys were uh, wandering. There was the museum gift shop with the <laughs> oh right pat- with the reclassifying the species. <laughs> right. Yeah, which was funny. Um, and then and, and, oh then Don Fanelli played the security guard but then there was a big connection at the end I think with the um, there was a moment where I think Jordan Klepper wanted to get the chest uh, what are those called the yeah
2: the you know, first, first half of the show the first half of the show yeah. I'd gone up to a museum person and asked if I could reclassify species then Chris got the next person in line, also wanted to reclassify species, but we were both taking a long time. Right. And then Klepper's the third person, said he was looking for a defibrillator. Yeah. Somebody somewhere was having a heart attack, but he patiently waited his time in line and then and then also
0: you and, and then in the
2: way in the end of the second half of the show somebody's having a heart attack and that is the heart attack that made Jordan have to get the defibrillator yeah oh, nice. which was great
0: <coughs> and it was also connected to the fact that there was also a little sub game where I think after you and Gethard were done with, with asking where the gift shop was you guys got lost in the, in right. the museum you guys were sort of wandering around a little yeah. bit at the very end one of the wanderers was the one having the heart attack I think
2: yeah that's right which was also I thought a lot of fun and nice but that is a forced out. connection though because like there's no reason to have a heart attack like <laughs> Yeah, maybe f- four. So like, the only reason that feels good is nobody can ever remember anything. Okay, here's I'm just going to be a complete jerk. But this <laughs> is what I've learned from years of teaching improv classes. Nice. Most people are um, A, boring people. <laughs> B, most people are, do not like saying what they really think. They don't like having to evolve their thought to the point where it's clear and they can say it. They resent it, they, they prefer nonverbal information and really just kind of being coy in their everyday life. So people are not direct. They're, dumb, they're boring and they're not direct. And then the last thing about people is they cannot remember anything. They cannot remember what just happened. Those three things are true about most people. And most of the things in improv class, even though everyone's like, oh, how was your game? i got to think of better games. I, I wish I was funny like that person. Yeah, that's great. But be interesting. Be clear in how you express your thoughts and remember stuff will put you ahead of the pack. I'd say like those are the main... Mo- it's like wow. people yeah, are talking right, about nice. like, oh, I wish I could like shoot this basketball better. It's like, well, worry about dribbling and keeping <laughs> your head up because no one else can do that. Yeah. you could just dribble, you would, you'd be way ahead of everybody. You know, you're <laughs>
1: totally right. I hear that oh, so often where it's like, oh man, I need to get the game. I need to find the game. And there's a lot to improv other than, other than game that's like uh
0: well there's a lot to a scene in order right. to find the right game or not the right i'm just game. talking
2: about what skills you have to have right mm-hmm. as, a, as a performer once you once you can do all that the game is to me shooting baskets so it is the whole thing but in terms of most people who are obsessed with improv and trying to get better at it they need to be better dribblers almost always and right they want, they want to talk about like where do i take my three point shot? yeah how do
1: i do buzzer beating shots what's an
2: alley-oop What's this? It's like those are all important. You can't dribble. Why are you even <laughs> talking about that? You can, you literally can't dribble. And, and <laughs>
0: that memory, yeah. I'm always impressed, like watching great performers play and how they remember everything. And I think that is yeah, something. Shannon O'Neill
2: is super good at it. Shannon oh. O'Neill never forgets anything. Wow. And Don Finelli is also really good at it. And I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, you're good at it. Uh, huh. Shannon is the best, though. But it's partly remembering everything, and it's partly just kind of having a sense of how long your show is, and you start to look for it. Mm-hmm. And I'll hold on to stuff. Like when Jordan said that defibrillator comment, I put it ahead. I was like, that feels like we might see the other side of that right. someday. And it's kind of, kind of just made a little mark in my head. I was like, look, keep a lookout for someone having a heart attack. Yeah. If we ever in another scene, just accidentally get to someone who's having a heart attack, I'm going to connect it back to that gift shop.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The other thing about connections though, is you want to connect something from far back connecting to the previous scene never feels that good right you want to connect to as far away as possible so like something that happens in the first scene the later you wait the more awesome that connection will feel you can force it almost once you've waited an amount of time because it'll just be like impressive that you remembered it but the audience has to also remember it so it's got to be something they noticed and the audience is since they're normal people they're dumb (laughs) terrible will but they're definitely dumb at like remembering stuff they only remember like a few things right I mean if you ask someone to talk about their favorite movie and then you show them that movie there'll be all these things they forgot to say Mm -hmm. they just remember like these very key parts yeah you have to Mm.
1: almost remind them that's something I noticed when I was watching Herald's when I first moved to the city is that they would make connections and it'd be like oh fuck I completely forgot about that but now that you bring it back up well it's gotta
2: be memorable so you gotta like because a lot of times people will do connections to stuff that the audience doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. Like in this same Stepfather show last week, in the first half, there was this thing where Connor Ratliff was in a restaurant ordering something, and he like screws up, and the waitress, Shannon Neal, like corrects him in his logic. And I did this too complicated, it was too complicated, but I tried to all of a sudden make it that I was sitting next to him, and we were trying to do some weird law. Long- I made it that his fumbling attempt mm-hmm. to order a vegan chocolate pudding was a con and that when she was like pudding isn't vegan we were found out right and okay. so all of a sudden I add myself so I'm like we got to get out of here we blew it we blew it let's get out of this restaurant but it was it was kind of forced and complicated it didn't quite make sense I felt like it would be funny I, I don't think it totally worked mm-hmm. we started doing like this pattern where it eventually kind of worked but it was a sort of confusing whatever that happens in improv shows right <laughs> so we go on to another scenes take a break come back in the second half and there's a scene much later now where there are. This is so complicated. It's been revealed that chameleons are piling themselves up to disguise themselves as Sherpas, leading people up to Mount Everest. Yeah, yeah that's great. So there's a group game of all these Sherpas who are really piles of chameleons. Yeah. And Don Finelli has Connor on his shoulders, and they are supposed to be like two chameleons posing as a Sherpa. And I like eyeball Connor real close. I'm like, are you sure you're a Sherpa? and Finelli goes, "Come on man, get out of here. We got to get out of here." And he's trying to call back that mm, con right. scene. But the audience didn't like that con scene to begin with. They don't remember it and nobody reacted to Finelli when he said that. Okay. I knew what he was doing. I was nice. like, "Oh, he's calling back the oh." Well, the audience doesn't remember it. We can't we can't call it back because they don't remember it." So we <laughs> yeah. just dropped it. So that would be an example of something that's a little bit more forced in the connection? I think that's actually a natural connection. It's just the audience didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Cuz we didn't forced connection is when like you put something into a scene just so that you can connect it right it Mm -hmm. didn't naturally show up there it's like you know what i'm gonna have a heart attack now just so that i can be the person that jordan was referring to eight scenes ago that's forced Mm -hmm. but if you're doing a different scene completely and just somebody naturally starts having a heart attack and you realize oh this could be the heart attack that's like not forced cool if you're surprised by it it wasn't forced and you, it's
0: usually a great response from the audience so they clap and they also feel how great of a connection it was too yeah like that. where um yeah uh, I think a forced connection will get like a good laughter maybe a polite golf clap yeah, the forced like
2: connection that. is from far enough ago in the show they'll laugh hmm. I feel like audiences really ju- they want they res- I know if this is some, I feel lately that to a non-improv audience improv is a game at which you are trying to get not the game the way we say game of the scene it is a competition at which you're trying to score points and you get points every time you like set a rule and follow it you set a rule every time you follow that rule the audience gives you a point for making true something you said they're watching so like if i say don't be a jerk and then you go fuck you and your fat mother they go that's a point you said you were a jerk you're a jerk like they laugh at that nice and every time you're a jerk now for the rest of the show you'll get a point they'll laugh at you and the big they'll give you the most points when somebody screws up and then you fix it audiences love that they never get tired of that we call it like justification or philosophizing we put like grand terms on it i don't think non-improv audiences see that way they go oh you screwed up (laughs) you're not going to get a point so like okay for example if I called you a jerk if I said stop being a jerk right and you went and you were like uh, okay yeah uh, here's some flowers right and then I go, you know I'm allergic to flowers, you asshole. Nice. So that I make it that you were a jerk, even though you weren't. Audience will be will really love it. Nice. They'll, but they'll see it as you screwed up. Right. You forgot to be a jerk. Oh, but that other guy made it that you're a jerk. Oh, they'll clap at that. <laughs> they see it that way. Yeah. You met. I mean, we're not seeing it that way. We're seeing it as like yes-anding each other and supporting. We're not in competition, but the audience sees it as a competition. Who's getting the most points? Who's fixing the most things? I mean, it creates bad habits in people because you get hungry for that sort of weird righteous applause. But it's definitely part of a show. Or, you know, the classic one is if you call somebody the wrong name and then they go, oh, that's my middle name. <laughs> right, right, right. You've seen that, right? A, wow, a million times. Yeah, dude. Audiences yeah. laugh at that every time. <laughs> or yeah. a cell phone rings in the audience and you work it into a scene. Never, ever fails to get a <laughs> non-improv audience to laugh. It's mm-hmm. that
0: excitement of the, in the moment that they're all a part of and they just love it.
2: I think it's also just fixing stuff. Yeah. I mean, everything's in the moment, so that's not right. right it's right. all made up. So by definition, it is definitely all in the moment because we don't have a script. They don't like all of it. Mm-hmm. They like it when you fix things. Oh, you broke... Oh, you got it. Wow. <laughs> I, feel, I think humans really just look at everything like little machines that need to work. Mm-hmm. How does this work? <clears throat> oh, that's not going to work. Oh, it did work. Wow. <laughs> that's why, I think, again, I think like you can't put anything new in the show at the end. It's got to come from something you used. And they'll like they'll like it because your machine has got no extra parts. There's also I think
0: uh, I think this is a post maybe you've written as well. Um, I think you you mentioned once remembering is just easier. It's easier to remember, right? Like so, if you once create you, a once base. You do it. Yeah, Oh. Uh, um. as opposed to, uh, remembering is easier than inventing. Oh, something right, right, something right. Like remember, that. don't
2: invent is a remember. Kevin Mulaney. For, I, mean, I heard it from Kevin Mulaney. I don't know. If, maybe that's a common phrase that everybody says. But yeah, remember, don't invent. But that's more of a, that's a, okay, I'm sorry, you go ahead. That's a couple of different things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess, the, I think what I was just referring to that, is, say you have your base, you know, you have your first few scenes. Yeah. Then after that, remember it. You know, remember what you've already said. Oh, don't add remember more. Remember the choices you've done. Yeah, right. right that's how I was that's how I was sort of filtering. I see yeah, so, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. that's true <laughs> <laughs> what other what yeah. other ways uh, does that I heard I, I heard there's a metaphor some Keith Johnstone <laughs> metaphor I've never read it's Actually, Brad's department it's not my department yeah. I did Brad's read the, the Keith department. Johnstone book but I read it quick and I didn't absorb it And I never really studied it but somebody told me that one of his sayings was improv is like a car where the windshield's painted black and all you have is your rear view mirror rear-view. You can't see forward. All you can see is what's behind you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is a good way to think about it. Don't worry about what's coming. You can't see it. But, but you should pay a lot of attention to what's behind you and refer to it all the time. Think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is behind you and talk about that. Yeah. So when you say don't be a jerk, I don't look forward so much as, oh, how am I going to be a jerk? I think I have therefore been a jerk in the past up until this point. And I'm now going to like refer to something that I did before. Or, a, you know, or I'm in the middle of being a jerk already, maybe is a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. But a bad thing would be like, okay, I'm going to keep quiet on that and hold it. And sometime in the future, I'm going to be a jerk. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. already instantly now a jerk in the past. Mm-hmm. I think it's,
0: it's also a way for the improviser to really catch up with their character. So character already knows everything. That's the improviser has to fill those shoes of the gifts yeah. that they were given.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. Remember, remember, don't invent is good. Mm-hmm. Remember, don't invent is also just a separate thing from what you're, what you're, what you're saying. It's uh, is like just the attitude. Like invent implies that you're adding something into the show that is not really related to anything that's already there, so it feels out of place. Mm-hmm. And remembering means you are expanding something that's already in the show. Right. So you're adding information by, you know, something that's directly in there already, so it feels more normal. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like expanding from the uh, inside out rather than adding, yeah, like, sand right. on top. Externally. of Externally.
2: Yeah.
1: That's groovy. Yeah, I've really noticed how efficient uh, how efficient players play, and I really admire that. Like people who really use every word and every line, and like uh, really every attitude that the other player gives them, because there's a wealth. of
2: Yeah, I, I definitely put off when I'm going to add something when i'm really going to add in something brand new it's mm-hmm. it's measured i wait
1: okay so how would you how would you what if someone gave you a half idea and they're like um you are um oh wow um you you i'm trying to think of a half idea i can only think of
0: ninja turtle at a salad bar <laughs> <that half> idea? <laughs> hmm.
1: be like uh um i don't know um it's a beautiful day don't you think okay something very bland very um i mean you can Yes, it and be like, yeah, it's a beautiful day,
2: but that's it's almost really, like. Is that a half idea? It's a beautiful day? I guess it's. I guess. There's no idea there. That's yeah, that's non- like. Idea. No. Yeah. Now, if that was your initiation. Sure. I'm going to do one of two things with that. Okay. I'm either going to, I mean, depending on how you say it, I'm either going to be like, oh, he's got nothing. He's got nothing, but he, we had to start the scene, so he's just starting. He's just trying to get something going. So I almost. Uh, well, I'm. You're making a face, but I'm telling you what I would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm, 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 I'm I'm try to sense from the way it was said. Either that person had nothing and is deliberate. So then in that case, I'm going to go back to the suggestion, and I'm going to basically try to initiate in the second line. Okay. I'm going to try to start something in the second line that uses what you said, but I'm going to make a big move there because you didn't do anything. Right. And, but that, I'm not, like, mad about it. I'm just going to be like, this is how we're starting. You, we need something to start. You're be like, right. Beautiful day. Like. Well, so I'll think back to the suggestion, if the suggestion was raincoat, and I'll be like, and I'll say like, yep, we screwed up. We we were wrong. We predicted rain and we're wrong. Or mm-hmm. beautiful day, isn't it? And the suggestion was raincoat or the suggestion was whatever. I'll, you know, and I'll just be like, uh, I mean, I'm just going to make it important based on the suggestion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to triangulate from the suggestion and make that an important thing. So it's not bland anymore. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I'm but it's a big it's big i'm putting a big twist in i'm gonna make a move here now the uh, but the other way I might do it is if you say beautiful day isn't it and I think that you do have something like you're in it like you're connected to some world and I just don't see what it is yet like I don't kind of catch your tone right but I feel like you're in it fully then i'm not i'm gonna do very little I'm gonna give you another line
0: mm-hmm it's Beautiful
2: a, day, isn't it? And I'll be like, sure is. Kick the can down the road a little bit. Yeah, and then I'm, then I'm hoping your next line's gonna be like, you know, I'm not gonna kill you after all. And I'll be like, oh, okay, <laughs> that yeah. was what I was going to yeah. say. Was it?
1: Yeah, I was gonna. I was that definitely was had a murderous
2: book. under vibe to it. If if yeah, if, a twist. <laughs> so it's it's kind of just like that helps when you know the player, of course. And I guess if I don't know you at all, I'm gonna err on the side of not doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold it. I'll be like. Well, maybe we're weathermen who screw up a forecast, but I'm gonna wait a line. I'm gonna see if he's got something, and if he if his third line is still stalling, then I'll do it. Yeah, you'll fucking you'll go for it. Yeah, that's groovy. If you're like "beautiful day," isn't? I'll be like, "Sure is." And you're like, "Yeah, really nice." And then I'm gonna be like, "Well, we're fucked. We predicted rain. We're gonna get fired." <laughs> I'll do it there. So, so well, it's
0: etiquette. One more chance to see if you had an idea based okay, on yeah, not. but uh, it's and, yeah, right, right, yeah.
2: I mean, If it's someone I know well, I'd usually be able to tell it's like they got they got I'll just build stuff from the way they came off the back line. They're stalling.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of um half ideas and having no ideas, uh mm-hmm. do you guys want to jump into a um quick improv set? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um so I noticed that uh Stepfathers don't really
2: do an opening. But do you, right. do you do you like openings? Um yeah. Yeah. I do uh i like not doing them the weekend i think it's more impressive just to start yeah I, most weekend teams at ucb and other places do interview openings mm-hmm. and um those are fun yeah i see that those work but i don't like doing them they take a lot of time yeah they they're do. not improv and then the improv you do is really hamstrung by all this information mm-hmm. and i uh i think uh you don't need them i How think else? an audience would be really impressed if you don't use it they mm. do they do work though
0: I think also interview opening sets a tone to an audience where they can be a little more responsive. Like I've noticed, like work <laughs> again, I enter the theater, I notice I have to bounce more if there's like an interview opening. <laughs> like uh, the audience will feel a culture of, oh, we can speak, and we can speak up, and I yeah. think it might rile the audience up differently. Or taking a word and go, I think, forces a little bit more discipline from the audience to just sort of pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's an observation. Yeah. I know I
1: And you, you guys are so good at incorporating the suggestion into your first scene.
2: Yeah, we want to use it very obviously. Yeah, so it's really just... It doesn't have to be like first... It just has to be no doubt about it, we are using the suggestion. Yeah, I mean, why ask for it unless you're going to use it? And we're using it the way it was intended. Mm -hmm. Like if this week somebody gave us the suggestion, Nelson Mandela, who just died, Mm. like it would (laughs) be bogus to third thought that away from Nelson Mandela. Like if someone had done that a month ago, Nelson Mandela... Okay, well, now he's not dead. That just means, like, an important civil rights figure. Sure. The, I could go different ways, and I still feel like I'm not... In, in that context, like, well, that's, an, that's a weird... Sorry, mm-hmm. hit your microphone. That's a weird, like, arbitrary choice to name, uh, kind of out of nowhere. So the arbitrariness is part of the suggestion in that case. Yeah. So you could start a scene where it's just, like, something arbitrarily referring to somebody. Yeah. It's like, so you named your dog... Martin Luther King Jr.? Why did you do that? <laughs> nice. Or something ah! like that. I feel like that would be honoring the suggestion a month ago. But mm. if somebody gave it this week after he just died, you're copping out if you don't use, like, the fact that he just died. Yeah. That's part of the suggestion. That's listening to Somebody the important IP. just died. Yeah. So I think, like, this, it doesn't have to be about Nelson Mandela, but it has to be, like, your first, you have to start with something like, I can't believe he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't have to be Nelson. It could be like, it could end up being about like an important like teacher at a school. But then you're getting the nature of the suggestion. I feel like you're using it. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do without this person?
0: That's like active listening The suggestion.
2: Yeah, the suggestion is the first line of the scene if you don't have an opening. So you got to try to take it the way it's meant. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, let's, let's hop into a set. Just take a word and go, right? Um, I have a suggester Fire on my app, which I just checked. Okay, and our suggestion is walk. Walk. Yeah, I've got to lose. We've got to lose twenty five pounds by Christmas.
2: Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know the pressure. We're we're behind on that.
0: Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Just that's why I gotta. I can't. I know. I know. We're walking. It's fun. It's brisk. But I just got to run off. I got to run to the. I've got to run through the park. I don't don't feel rude. I know you guys can't keep keep up keep up with me, but I just got to run. So it it was a nice conversation, but I, I got to get going.
2: You're fooling yourself. What? You can't make up for lost time. You can't cram for a test.
1: Yeah, you have had all fall to to lose that weight. Yeah, I know, and I fucked
0: around a little bit, but my parents are gonna get pissed if they see I gained 25 pounds. And I need to, I just, I got this special medication that makes me pee twice as hard throughout the week. I'm going to run off. I know I can do it. I can lose it. I can lose 25 pounds in the next two weeks. I know I can do it. It's
2: not going to happen. It, okay. Let it go. You're going to be a fat shit at Christmas and you have to just accept that. <laughs> hmm I went last year and it was so embarrassing.
0: Everyone was laughing oh, and yeah. making fun of me. I, I know. That, and yeah. The stories were horrible. <sighs> My mom kept buying me XXL jackets, which is ridiculous too big for me. It's I'm way too big. It's yeah. a s- statement. I'm 225. I'm not that fat.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're fat. I mean, you're up there.
0: I'm, over, I'm not obese. I'm overweight according to the BMI index. So I'm not obese, but I'm, I'm not at regular weight. That's I true.
2: mean, if you walk into a bar and I'm meeting you there and I got to tell the bartender who I'm looking for. I usually say, "Big dude," and yeah. they always know right where you are. Do you? you that's th- that's true. You usually. Yeah. Last Friday, when I was meeting you at karaoke, and I got there late. Yeah. From because I was at the gym. Right. And I was walked in. And I could. I didn't know where you were, and I was like, "Hey, is, I'm waiting, meeting a friend or Big Dude." They pointed right over, right over by the karaoke machine. Yeah.
0: Sorry again. Sorry, I didn't meet you at the gym. I got lost and just ended up going to the bar instead. But yeah, I. Uh, they know me there They know I'm Carl I don't you Just say Carl Big Carl I should have just said Carl Yeah. Next or regular Carl Don't say Big Carl well, Just say Carl
1: But Carl. you're saved in my phone As Big Carl I have known you for two years Because I know two Carls And the other Carl is pretty fit Which Carl? Carl Sanders He's Carl's, pretty small Carl
0: Sanders He's not that much smaller than me uh, he just He wears it better Yeah
1: Alright Posture or something He played football in high school Yeah Yeah Looks good Really I good athlete. You right? really kept it. Yeah. Kept I played arena shade. football at college. So, I mean, it's You I did? played arena yeah. football
0: in college. Wow. wow. That's incredible. I thought you guys knew that about me. I have all the photos on my wall. I thought you had those doctored.
1: Yeah. 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 I thought that was a Photoshop
0: job. Yeah. Only one of them was doctored. It was a joke. The others are genuine. I have a long series of genuine arena football photos.
1: So, so those, all those pictures of you on like the boardwalk in, in California and. Why do I have to negotiate the fact that I'm
0: an athletic person to you too? Why do I have to do that? I'm are an athletic, athletic person. I'm slim. I just got. I ate too many pies over the summer, and I apologize. I don't know why I'm apologizing to you, but I just have a bad body image. And I want to lose weight, and I don't understand why to negotiate to you guys. Why I'm actually a fit person? I am a fit person. I know I'm a fit person.
2: You're right. You're allowed to. You're allowed to define yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You can. You, you can decide on how you view yourself, and you don't have to accept how somebody else says it to you. Right. Brad, can I bum a cigarette real quick? But. In everybody's opinion, the general opinion of society, even a generous liberal European society, would say you're a big dude. You're on the bigger side of big.
0: Well, definitely. When you era. first
2: said XXL your mother, got. I was like, oh, I guess he's that. And then you're yeah. like, oh, it's way too big for me. I was like, no, it is. But at first I thought it sounded right. Yeah. Maybe by like one X, it's too big. Yeah, I'm an XL. You know when you would have been great? Like in the late 20s. Mm. Like 20s the roaring 20s? Tarzan era body. You would have been only just like a little bit too big then. Yeah, the barrel-chested, high-waisted pants. You'd have been a great, like, middle-aged Tarzan.
0: That's one of the oddest things that anyone's ever said to me. But in this
2: society, the Ryan Gosling, Channing Tatum-dominated society, Hmm. you know, you're square like a gas pump.
0: Okay.
2: And you can run ahead of us right now. You could piss... 10 times today. You could stop eating until Christmas and you will not make it. You're going to roll into your family's get together and they are they are just going to unload on you.
1: Hey, honey. Thanks for
2: um, Merry Christmas. Hey, so good to have you hey, home. welcome back. How was the trip?
1: Oh, it was great. It was God, great. Could the plane
2: take off? Look at you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, honey. Right. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> oh, my.
1: Let me take your suitcase, honey. Yeah, quick, before
2: it gets sucks it sucked into the gravity <laughs> field that he must have created around right. his body, right? Because uh, uh, right. you're so big.
0: Right, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, 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 I got. I'm a little chunkier this year, guys. So. A little chunky. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Oh,
2: Wow! Look who round. You round. You round down with your, uh, with your use of the word little. <laughs> I did round down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, boy. No, but, honey, it's great to have you home. Wants, it's really good. To, you want? You want to get anything? You need water. Mm. Yeah. Are you hungry already? It's probably. Bit, it looks What's like it at been, your like current. current rate You're probably hungry.
0: I'll wait till dinner. It's fine. Don't okay. Worry about it. I had a. It's gonna be an hour. That's an hour I can wait. Okay. 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 All right. All right. I honey. had a fiber bar in the taxi. How many? I had.
2: Well, I had two. a box of fiber bars. <laughs> I had two.
0: Two fiber one. bars. Yeah, I know it's one more than one.
2: That's enough to live for a week. That what? That's but enough, enough to live for. If you were in Middle Earth, you could. That's like a, eating like four lembas bread. It's mm-hmm. one of
1: the oddest things anyone said to me today. Well their fiber is it's very filling. It's a very um heavy food. I you had
2: two fiber bars.
1: It's, yeah, two. I'm, I'm guys I I lost uh, ten
0: pounds in the last couple of weeks. Congratulations. Yeah.
2: Wow, did you find it again? Ah uh,
1: <laughs> I found it. Here it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. I'm gonna go put your bags in your room. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Bottom bunk. Yeah.
0: If I stay, guys, I'm not going to break the top bunk again. That's ridiculous. That was not me. You know that was faulty constructing. You yeah, knew you misread, Dad. You knew yeah. you misread the IKEA directions.
2: Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, right. So it's, it's still better safe than sorry. they will put you in the bottom bunk, and then you know, no more humiliating episodes.
0: Yeah, it's weird that we still have a bunk bed, even though
2: that. Um, I'm sentimental. Yeah, just because your brother died doesn't yeah. mean I'm not. I'm going to get rid of that bunk bed. Yeah, it's
0: been a year, huh? Yeah. God. So close to the Olympics. Yeah. And then he just died. Don't worry, Dad. I'll, I'm going to run for his honor at the Olympics. You, don't, you, know
2: you don't have to. You can't I've been training. That. They won't let you near the Olympics to run for your brother. I've it's called. a nice story. Well,
0: I called and I got some positive responses. I'm I sure they're into
2: you. the idea of it, but your brother died. I really? And mean. you are a big, fat person.
0: I'm not that fat. 225.
2: CNN might... Okay. Even if you're a, not that fat, even if I'm being mean... And God knows I've had a hard year. You're too big for the Olympics, and you know it. You know
1: it, honey. Are you are you talking about Jacob, our son? that,
2: that we were, then? Mary. We were.
1: Well, wasn't that wasn't that nice, Merry Christmas?
2: I'm sorry I brought it up. I know it's a sore subject. Is anyone going to eat this
0: last piece of pie?
2: Oh my god You know what? that if you weren't as fat Jacob would be here today Now Mary, <laughs> that is not all- Mary That's that is not at all That's true a that, 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 that is true Say
0: that. I that, knew that was on your mind I knew that was on your mind Now Mary you a, had lot. a lot of
2: anger That is not true Well yeah that's not true There's a lot Frank it's not true
0: Yeah He died because of that terrible He died because of the terrible car accident and Had nothing yes. to do with my weight It was tragic You I were driving Yeah but I didn't weigh the car down. That's It's unlikely. I hydroplaned to the side of a Burger King, and he happened to be on the side of the car that hit. It's a horrible... You,
2: you don't, don't have to tell
0: we, us. You don't have to tell us. Well, I was enough. there when you weren't, Mom. Frank, so maybe we know, I do
2: have to tell you. Hey, your mother is going through a hard time. You, of course, were not responsible for your brother's death. You shouldn't feel bad. Thanks, Dad. I mean, oh, okay. of course, we can't run a control group and see. Maybe we would have hydroplane less. Maybe. You know, with the last 50 pounds. You guys pick... Why would blade? you... Well, you never know. I mean, and, we, it wasn't your intention, but maybe if you... A car you, and why? A were,
1: why were you driving to a Burger King at one in the morning? To feed uh, yourself? <laughs> I was driving past a Burger King. If Mom. you had his
2: habits, you know, if you'd have been going to maybe like a, a library... Uh, or a fruit stand. I was
0: on Route 1, you know, where the Burger King is up, but where Route 1 runs into Route 105. That's where the terrible puddle was. I wasn't going to a Burger King. Mom, I was going to a library to read about birds with my brother.
2: But it, maybe Jacob, you were
0: distracted. By the bird you know what?
2: I uh, Alright, come here, Frank. Come here. Come right. here. I can't hug you all the way around, but I'm gonna hug you a little bit here. Fuck you, <laughs> see. <ya. laughs> uh.
1: Uh, I really wanted to to put a connection in there that like uh, there was there, that your fatness did like cause Jacob to die I, I was about to, like, to mention maybe that, like, like uh, you had to like reach through this. the car <laughs> I
2: was gonna make it that you on impact you were so big that you just like exploded your mask pushed your burst the door off its hinges and so you were thrown from the wreck safely but he was so nimble and lithe but the seatbelt like <laughs> held him in place long, long enough that he got like torn apart by like
0: something. <laughs> my way, it ripped me right through. Yeah. <laughs> and he he could not make it through that seatbelt.
2: He was too yeah. small.
0: Yeah, I was also about to mention that like maybe um, that I was distracted by the Burger King that was going to be my emotional. Like, yeah,
2: I saw you, know. you doing that.
0: Uh, or after we crashed, I did order something because <laughs> 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 I crashed into the drive-through window. grief, yeah. like, hey, right? grief grief eating, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. those those that was that was, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, I definitely uh that that hits close to home because I always go up and down with my weight, and I'm always yeah like, keep my eyes on me weight too. I'm
2: always going up and down with my weight. It's annoying.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I have that thing, and that's in my mind now because the holidays are coming up, and I go to my parents' house. It always comes up, you know.
2: I was on a herald team once, and uh. Somebody said, like, oh, yeah, you're on that team with the three big guys. And I was like, am I one of the big guys? Oh, no. (laughs) And they were. And I was like, holy shit. This little punk, this, like, 20-year-old punk is calling me a big dude. But I was like, I guess I kind of am. You know, I looked at the team. I was like, hey, we all kind of are.
0: That's an interesting phrase, big guy. People like when someone's larger they don't know and like, hey big guy, like it's kind of a positive thing. But I think yeah. you know that's not a positive thing. Yeah. That's a negative thing. Like, right, no not- one's like
2: no one goes to me like, Hey Baldy, get over here. Yeah. Like, that's not like an affectionate <laughs> term. Exactly. Baldo, come on, I'll get you something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not know. worked into like a nice phrase. <laughs> Whoa, um, tiny dick! Get over here,
0: <laughs> micro dick. What's up, dude? How you been? Hey, unlovable. <laughs>
2: to pull up a chair?
0: <laughs> oh man, there's the I'm socially awkward guy we've all come to love. Get over here. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, cool. Um, so um, now, hopefully, this isn't too awkward at this moment. We'd love uh, maybe for you to maybe step back a little bit and analyze the scene work we did. Um, Sort of like uh, maybe how you thought about how, because going back to talking about the beginning of the scene with the um, connectedness and making sure we're on the same page.
2: I mean, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Two more.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I always have, in my mind, I always say to myself, relax up top. Relax up top. So I say to myself. "Sort of That's like, good, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, because I think, especially with younger teams and, and, and
1: earlier students, there's a lot of walk-ons and run-ons right up top.
2: Yeah, that's true. Know. They move too quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to
1: run, they're trying to you know dribble, uh, dribble. Yeah, first, you're trying right? to
2: run, and you haven't gotten a good dribble going yet. Yeah.
1: Right, I feel that. Yeah. Um, so I thought we, I think we
0: pulled that off for the most part. I think we established yeah. what was going on, kind of. I was worried because my choice was to leave you guys.
1: That was my first choice.
2: Yeah.
0: Was to say I can't be here. I have to go somewhere else.
1: Eh. But you didn't leave. If you would have like actually left, there's yeah. always something. Yeah.
2: yeah. Except for the show last Friday in the very first beginning of it. Sylvia comes out as an antelope, and then Shannon comes out as a hunter and shoots her. Right, right. <laughs> so we have one character who can't talk, and the uh, one of the characters has been shot. Yeah. It's the first ten seconds of the show. Yeah. We have an unspoken character who's been shot. <laughs> but like, you just gotta, you just gotta kind of know that that's a that's problematic, and you just gotta work around it. Yeah. That's actually it. A- so Don comes out as another animal. Shannon is talking to the creature. The creature can communicate a little bit. Cool. So you just, like, there's always something you got to work around. You can't let that worry. There's always something you'll have to handle.
0: Yeah. I think that's an instinct of mine personally. I noticed that a lot. I've gotten that note before. Like, Stefan, you have a tendency to leave your state. <laughs> you know? Yeah, hey, that's fear. Uh, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I have, for some reason, yeah, I've always enjoyed the idea of, like, the transaction scene, choosing just finish it up real quick and then leave. You
2: know? So I mean, that doesn't I mean. happen in real life. Yeah. That's being, like, real life. But that's the part of real life we don't want. We don't want the inactive part of real life. Mm-hmm. We want to keep that tension up. So we can dive exactly into what's. It's going easier on. to do improv if all the characters have agendas they're actively pursuing. Mm-hmm. They want something; they're doing, they're going for something. That's easiest to do.
0: Yeah, I think you established that in our scene really well with the keeping me there. You know, with establishing that too. We never, yeah. Really saw Although exactly my thing is always like,
2: other. you know, your, my my note has always been like making problems. Like this isn't working. This won't work. Mm, this right. is failing. That's like my kind of crutch or whatever yeah that's my way of making something interesting and important is by saying it's broken and that's kind of a weak move
1: well i mean you have to keep them there like so if it's a job interview i could finish the interview be like great i'll call you later but if there is an issue i have reason to kind of keep you there to talk with you to yeah
2: not finish that action I just, this whole category of improv like problematic things they're not like deal breakers you just have to manage them
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah, totally. I think it's just different techniques and things, uh, not different techniques. I think uh, um, it's just, sorry, uh, I have to sneeze. I think it's just different things we choose. <sighs> <coughs> nice. Excuse me, different things we choose to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just uh, how do we as improvisers choose what to explore? Right? Like how do we find a way to explore something? How do we find a way to keep tension to, up? Like, um, So when when, uh, when I hear like the instinct to cause problems, maybe that's a truth. Choose-
2: choice of like how do i make something active where we can explore a generous way to look at it i mean i just think we all have our instincts we got to watch out for Mm -hmm. it's things like this here there's no opening right so it's all line by line suggestions walk you initiate so our first mission is how do we how do we address the suggestion so all i'm listening in the beginning of your line is how are you answering suggestion you're like guys i gotta uh i'm gonna go quicker here to lose weight or something like that Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pick it up here i gotta like Lose twenty five pounds by Christmas, right? That was your first line. Yeah, we I think. we
0: were on a walk, and I was going to run off. I knew you guys couldn't. That
2: wasn't me. right. Yeah, that was yeah. your third line. Your first oh. line was like, "Man, I really got to like try to get going here. I got to yeah. lose twenty five pounds by Christmas." Definitely. Right. So I'm like, oh, "Okay, walk is exercise," and he's char- his character needs to exercise. Right. So we've used the suggestion. So now I'm not going to worry about the suggestion. We used it. So now my thing is, how do I? But that's all. You said it very casually and sort of offhand, like no big deal. Right which is fine you solved the problem of the suggestion but now we have to solve the problem of why is that important like it would help if that line's important it's not important right now people have to lose weight all the time everybody's trying to lose weight for the holidays right so now it should so right away i'm like why would that be like really important like and i didn't totally come up with an answer but i was just sort of like maybe he's in training for something there's some kind of competition he's got to do helpful also if it's ironic that you're behind i'm thinking like what would be somebody would be hilarious that they are trying to lose 25 pounds right you know sounds like maybe they're huge 25 pounds is like nothing who gives a fuck if they lose 25 pounds i'm gonna be 545 when i'm done or maybe it's like really high stakes like you're a heavyweight champ and you gotta fight you're 25 pounds overweight and it's like in two weeks and you just suck I was also thinking vampire. I was like, what if you're a fucking fat vampire and you got to like lose weight? But I was just trying to think of who would be funny to be like losing weight, but they all felt too big. (laughs) I was just going to be, so I was just like, all right. So he's just like, so I just said, we know, right? Mm -hmm. We know, we know. That's already in play. Awesome. And then I'm just trying to make, it's like, uh, yeah, you've been... Yeah, we we I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say anything else. I just was like we know. Yeah, you've been trying. I, so I guess that's like a half half making it important. It's important enough that we all know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think you said, "Well, yeah, I'm going to be home for Christmas, and so I got to run ahead. I got to go do this thing." I feel like I'm, I'm I'm forgetting a line. You said something there. My, my I, instinct at the moment was to explain was. why. The thing. So I was like, "You, I'm going to run ahead, and you guys can't
0: keep up with me." Well, that's we're run through, so the, now, park. Run so through the park. So that decision
2: is like it's important and i'm frantic about it Mm. i mean i think you were like i couldn't tell if what you're trying to do there is like you're trying to leave us like the unusual thing is like the interesting thing is that you're trying to not be with us (laughs) that probably was it probably like a more squared up response to be like ah, we'll stay right with you man we're gonna be with you forever right right that's probably what you were kind of looking for
0: you know what i wasn't uh, then, But I, uh, but I was just sort
2: of like, okay, it's important. He's urgent. This is like where I was just kind of like, I want it to be about something now. We're five lines in. I want something in play now. It doesn't have to be the whole big comedic thing, but I want something to let the audience feel like it's about something. So it's like, that's when I'm like, you're not going to do it. you got to give it up. Yeah. Nice. Like your urgency is like futile. Yeah. Um, so I that like that you too. are... Because you sounded anxious about it, right? I got to go. I got to go yeah, do this. Right. It's like, okay, well, maybe he's in denial. Like, it sounds like he's just, like, thinking he's going to wrap it up.
1: Yeah. And that's not something. Overpromising had- always
2: makes me laugh. It's like, oh, God, I'm buying I'm going to read that book today. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Clouseau, in the very first uh, Shot in the Dark movie, when he mm-hmm. comes on the scene and he walks in the house, they're like, ah, oh, Inspector Clouseau is like, hello? Yes. I will have this case solved in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> And he snaps his fingers and I was like what a ridiculous promise <laughs> seconds like he's just arrived I was like oh, what a brilliant way to show that you have no idea what to do to make this insane promise
0: that's like Inspector Closso years later when he's senile he still shows up to burn yeah. seeds yeah like alright here got it. I got it there's no case well I will have it solved Uh, so that's a great example of active listening step one what are the words he said those words i gotta lose weight Step uh uh, also how did he say it what was his urgency what was inflection
2: he was casual about it
0: and then what does that mean right yeah pretty much those
2: are the that means to me you answered the suggestion but we don't have anything else so i'm allowed to add something in yeah i'm making that assumption right i didn't stall so much oh i guess i did we know yeah we know i guess i did stall a little bit
1: yeah but that also adds you know so, you weren't like oh yeah are
0: you really gonna try to lose some weight yeah so say I do that same line again with a little more oomph uh, uh, my first line was um, I, need, I really need a walk I didn't really need to lose 25 pounds before Christmas I mm-hmm. think something along those lines so, maybe I, said total, maybe I said it a little quicker, a little bit with more urgency. Guys, I need to walk. I need to lose 25 pounds before Christmas.
2: Yeah, so that's somebody who definitely is in denial and is not going yeah, to do it. does not all have right. control over so it. So, my response is to let, to call out how like, crazy you are being. Mm-hmm. All right. It's huh. just like, it's not going to happen ever. That <laughs> <laughs> would <laughs> be my response.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's the active listening response to being like, all right, he already decided his influx. Like, you yeah, know how he feels about it. Say it again. Uh, oh, um, what, Oh, uh, the uh, guys, I have to lose 25 pounds by Christmas. Right. Santa,
2: no. <laughs> That'd be the perfect answer. I hate my job. <laughs>
0: it's killing my body, man, a thousand years.
2: Um,
0: yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, all right. Um, Thousands of years.
2: How old's Chris Kregel? Yeah, an immortal being worrying about his weight is funny. <laughs>
0: Uh, cool. So very cool. All right. So last but not least, we had a new quick segment called "Questions from the Community." Okay. We will grab a few questions from Facebook Ask FM. Uh, we actually don't have that many. We only have sort of the one big one. Yeah, I I we sure. really only have time for one right
1: now. <laughs> I'll ask you one quick one. And it's uh, what's the difference between being in the moment in a scene? <laughs> Or being uh, and being objectively outside the scene, so you can recognize what the scene is. Something along those lines, right? Supervisors have the
2: dumbest questions. I've, <laughs> I've asked all these questions too. Yeah, it's say, yeah. like, what? Like they want so bad. Like they love it. They just come, They want to parse everything so finely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sympathetic. I do it too. But it is so the questions because I have an improv blog, and the questions I get are the questions I get are so finely parsed like that all the time. Like most of the time, I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> So like, what's the difference between justification or philosophy? It's like, I have no, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like we're doing a, all the rules are just supposed to be approximations that you can use while you're in motion in a scene. Right. So they're very simple and they're approximations. They're on purpose, not locking everything down right. because mostly you're using just like your instincts and then these kind of approximations to avoid some major potholes. It's not like a formula, but improvisers want it to be a formula. So it's like, after the fifth line, what's the difference between calling it out or like keeping it real? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? Uh, but I'll answer question, it. Though. I'll answer it. What is it? A Justification? Uh, or is it, you know, what's the difference uh,
1: between being in the moment and being objectively outside the scene
2: so that you can recognize what the scene is? So that's phrased weirdly. So what's the difference? So I think what that is trying to ask is, like, there's being in the moment, but then the person's like, well, I can't be in the moment all the time. You have to be outside the scene a little bit to kind of see what's going on. Yes. So how can I be outside the scene enough to be good at that while still keeping this note that I'm being told all the time to be in the moment? And um, the difference, the, well, the difference is obvious. One of them is you're committed and not thinking ahead. And the other one is you're detached and not invested. Right. So uh, I'll. you didn't ask this, but I'll, Billy Merritt said like 90%, 10%. You're 90% in the scene, 10% watching it. Oh, no, Delaney said this. Hmm. You're watching it from above, 10%. No more than that. A very small amount you should be watching ahead. Nice. But the difference is uh, the the watching ahead from above will make moves like forced, unreal, convenient moves happen from that person watching from above. Okay. So, you want those very sparingly just to ramp stuff up or to, like, move stuff along. Like, you know, like, it's a hyperspace button in the Asteroids game. Like, you can't use it as a normal mode of travel. Like, most of your moves should be in the moment, just reacting. And then every now and then, you do a big move that addresses some glaring error, like... We should, you know, we've been talking. Now we've been talking about Uncle Henry this whole time. Let's have Uncle Henry in here now. Let's create a dumb reason to get Uncle Henry in the room because we need him in there. That's the part that was watching from above. Mm -hmm. I would like Uncle Henry to be here now. Right. Whereas in real life, you'd never see Uncle Henry because you're just talking about him.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's the difference between the actor's mind and the writer's mind?
2: Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Yeah, the actor's in the moment and the writer's. So give the actor 90%. But is that how I do it? I do it more... I mean, you gotta just do it enough so you have a lot of room for both in your head, I think. When in doubt, I'll err on the former. Actors' mind, not the writer's. Like false notes... Oh, heightening too fast i mean i also heighten too fast i love like making exaggerated specifics i like saying like fuck you and your fat mom like fat is too much like why you've already sworn at the guy and dragged his mother into it like fat is it's an unrealistic amount of meanness it's a, ri- a writer added in fat
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but i love doing it it's very fun but it is unreal I will I'll consciously lay off that on the early part of Stepfather's shows because Stepfathers are all really good actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, And super I'm not a, I do not feel as strong an actor as those guys. Maybe I have from being on the team with them, but like I've I'll have to ramp back my urge to like ramp up the specifics I'm ready in the second line to over exaggerate right away. Like when you're like, Oh, I gotta lose like twenty five miles with Christmas, like part of my brain is like, Look, you're a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: much so much <laughs>
2: that's so funny but that's insane <laughs> but it is unearned and crazy and you weren't thinking it it would be it would be a it would be a uh, inhospitable move yeah. to make you a vampire in the second <laughs> like, line. Yeah, I, first only first if line. I was like screwing with you only if you were like a friend of mine and we were deep into a montage of you said that and I would just be like hey man you're a vampire <laughs> Be fat? Who cares? <laughs> I love the idea because vampires, like in all media, are attractive and yeah, and cool. I know. I love fat all vampires. They have the to idea. Be. I mean, yeah. how
1: much calories are in blood? You're not going to get know. fat if be a fat. It's vampire. more that vampires
2: represent sex and lust. Oh, uh, so they can't be totally fat. Just lusty. So I'm like a fucking. You could loser have a fat Frankenstein because a fat Frankenstein, a Frankenstein yeah. is like a loner, right. Sad nut. Right. So you could have a fat Frankenstein makes emotional sense, right? right. Peter and a charming. werewolf is anger and wrathful. Doesn't you could technically, but it doesn't make a ton of sense because he needs to be like attacking things. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. I guess he could be like a real huge, fat, like bouncer werewolf tearing <laughs> yeah. shit apart, like yeah. just knocking bookshelves over. Like, oh fuck, here comes <laughs> Jake. <laughs> we can see too much of your skin through your hair, dude.
0: <laughs> You're probably not even a werewolf anymore. You're just a guy now. <laughs> You're a hairy dude right now. You're just a swarthy man. <laughs> just a big dude. You're just a big guy uh cool so uh i should wrap it up right yeah all right oh real quick uh you know what we usually do with our guests which we like um especially since you're about to uh leave us here Mm -hmm. in new york we'd love to take a quick photograph with you You want to take a photo with brad and i yeah let me put my clothes back on all right i was hoping you wouldn't say that on the (laughs) pocket we're we're keeping it really normal for the
1: whole time but then Yeah. Really no, because uh, I'll put.
2: I got them right here. Let's put my. Let's put my pants on at least. We're just
1: trying to get a quick picture, though. So yeah, yeah.
2: Quick pic. I just don't want my genitals in the picture. No, neither you were hoping. All right, or. all right, all right. I'll, I'll, let's just do it like this.
1: Okay. So, um, be looking at our Tumblr. We're gonna have a uh,
0: full frontal dude photo. <laughs> all right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> improv noise <laughs> alright uh, thanks again to wonderful listeners to mm-hmm. a wonderful special guest Mr. Will Hines mm-hmm. to my wonderful co-host Brad Kula and Stefan Schutter. and guys keep improvising keep making it up bye Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> bye
1: cool. yay
2: Uh, I'm a super president fan of They Might Be Giants, which means they made me, when you do, you pay money, you like pay money to join this fan club on a premium. They Might Be Giants, the band. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they make personal ringtones for everyone who's at that level. Really? Yes, yeah, so this is my They Might Be Giants ringtone. Hey, Will Hines. Your phone is ringing. Oh! That's my ring.